Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Getting on Top. I'm your host, Paul Morris. And uh, that was Diane Ingram singing the uh, introduction. Uh, That was my original theme. And I play it now uh, again. And uh, today we're going to be talking about learning life lessons with Penny Cohen. And as usual, we broadcast from the southern Hudson Valley region, New York State, which is the northern suburbs of New York City. And... um, if someone would like to call in with a question or comment for me and my guest, you can dial one three four seven two one five nine four five six. And uh, today we're going to talk about learning life lessons. It is said that that we need to learn life lessons, but what does that mean anyway? Some say the earth is life school where these lessons can be learned, and if so, how do we determine what they are? A hint at the answer may be in understanding the expression, the squeakiest wheel usually gets oiled first, meaning that things that bother us the most may just contain the lessons that we need to learn the most. And uh, today I'll be discussing that with my uh, with my guest, Penny Cohen. Penny is a transformational psychotherapist, relationship counselor, and the author of Personal Kabbalah 32 Paths, the inner peace uh, and life purpose. You can find Penny at www.pennycohen.com and me, Paul Morris. You can find me at www.depressivesanonymous.org. That's depressivesanonymous.org. Hi, Penny. How are you today? Hi, Paul. I'm great. How are you? Good. My... It looks like my mouse just went out. I'm gonna while we're wow. talking here, I'm gonna try to change the uh, the um, there I go. I just changed the uh, battery. I happen to have one right handy. So Penny, actually, you came up with the uh, the topic, and I think it's a incredibly important topic for people to understand. So um, why don't you start us off? Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. No problem. You know, I mean, people are always searching for meaning in life. And um, and I think, personally, a life as it is, you know, uh, doesn't really have any intrinsic meaning. You know, the movie, What's It All About, Alfie? Well, I think what it's about is learning our lessons. And sometimes, you know, all the peripheral things or things that seem very important, you know, like status and money and and those and power and and those kinds of uh, material and material things, often aren't as so important after all. And the way I judge it is what you can't take with you, as they say, really isn't important. What you do take with you are the lessons you learn, the growth that you uh, experience as a uh, spiritual being uh having a uh, 
a physical experience. Those are the things you take with you. So it all comes down to, uh, you know, learning those lessons because I would have to say, in my own opinion, that's why we're here. So uh, obviously the next question is, how do we know? How do we know what, what our lessons are? Because, you know, uh, life doesn't come on a man- user's manual. Um, and uh, my answer is the things that bother you the most, that you think are the most troublesome, and even the people that bother you the most, often are here to help us learn our most important lessons. And the people we may hate the most or think are the most annoying are often uh, have come here to help us and uh, even to have you know, live a life where they're not very popular just so we can help us to learn certain things. So love dying enemy, as they say. <laughs> they may they may be here to help you. So what what do you think, Penny? Okay, well you know, it's like people do say whenever anything negative happens, well what's the yeah. lesson? And right. they might come up with the lesson is that I should never be with people like this, or the lesson is I'll never speak up again if they've been put down for speaking up or they've been wrong, even in answering a question in elementary school. Good point. They'll say, well, the lesson I've just learned is that I'm never going to speak up again. The reality is that's not learning the lesson. That's right. coming up with a self-defeating decision. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so... Absolutely. How do we learn life lessons? Okay, life lessons are really about repairing our souls. And it's learning how to receive love, inspiration, and pleasure and contribute to to uh, life. And the life lessons in very simple terms are are trying to discover what we were thinking at the time of some disappointment. What was the self-defeating belief? What was the repressed feeling and attitude of inferiority or superiority? And our uh, demeaning speech and dysfunctional actions. And if we can get in touch with that, that's the lesson we need to learn. Now, you said something very important, Paul, that sometimes the things that bother us the most or those we hate the most show us our lessons. And that's I, I agree with that 100% because I believe Everybody is a reflection and treats us based on what's going on inside ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we can get in touch with it and change it, that's the lesson we've learned. Well, that being said, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead, Finish what you're saying. You know, whenever there's a major thing that happens, you know, it's harder to get in touch with what are our thoughts and feelings about it. But then we have to look at what is the universe showing us. 
Whenever there's a disappointment to me, it means it's pointing us in a different direction. Meaning, life lessons are, I, I really believe there's a grand organizing design showing us how to do good, be good, and have good. And the way it's shown is in our bodies. When we get constricted, when we get tight, it's showing, it's showing us that we have separated from love. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the thing, though, I mean, what you said, I, I, was, I certainly agree with what you said. But when you said, you know, that maybe you have a, a fear, a particular fear, you know, you shouldn't let your – what I call emotional trauma is like being embarrassed in school or in any, any other uh, any other situations, and then you back down and, you you know, you don't speak up anymore or, you you know, you're afraid to, you know, get engaged in, in uh, social situations because maybe you feel a little uncomfortable and just letting that kind of run your life. But – you know the less you know what is exactly the lesson you know it's something something we have to overcome so maybe maybe the fact that you know we have to learn to be more courageous for instance and we have to learn to overcome you know it could be a general thing maybe not specifically about speaking up but just about having having courage to speak up or do something even though we're afraid of it. Yeah. What I find happens is often regarding speaking up, which is a really good example, the problem is when we speak up, we don't know how to speak up properly or effectively. So we'll either be angry, speak, speak up with an angry emotion, or withdraw and not speak up in a more uh, passive type attitude. And so part of the life lesson might be learning how to communicate effectively. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you've been put down for having spoken up, instead of saying, I'll never speak up again, take Mm -hmm. responsibility for maybe I didn't express myself appropriately or correctly, and this is my lesson. See, the lesson is always regarding communication. How can I do it better? How can I express myself so they really understand me? How can I um, speak in a way where they don't get emotionally charged or where I'm not emotionally charged? See, whenever we get that Oh, feeling in us, the fear of speaking up or the anger and speaking up, that in itself is the lesson, meaning that we're not coming from truth, we're not coming from love. And so that's when we have to process the ochs and come to the ums or the ahs, if you will. So, yeah. Well, you know, I think that there's a list you could go through, and I, 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 I'm 
thinking about it now, I should have prepared a little more, uh, but I, it didn't come to me until now. But, you know, during the time of uh, the Christian era, when the Christian era started, and, uh, you know, the, the things that Jesus taught, uh, love, understanding, non-judgment, you know, those kinds of things, often those are the lessons. I mean, those are the things we exactly. all need to 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 be better at. So whatever lesson we learn, it's one of those or a combination of those those kinds of, uh, you know, things that they teach you uh, about, you know, love thy neighbor and all that, those kinds of, you know, things that we need to aspire to. So somehow I would think it's, it's related to that. But I want to go a little further because it is such a rich topic, and I've, I've come across this with a number of people in my life, you know, and I've obviously wrestled with it myself. Everyone does. Um, you know, you you come upon a moment in your life where, you know, you have that, that choice. Do I give in or do I fight for, you know, do I overcome? And I know that you, you went through a tough period and you wound up going back to school and uh, becoming a therapist and helping a lot of people. That was a very courageous thing of yours. And we all have those moments, you know, uh, when life puts us up against, you know, big obstacles, you know, especially, and I think that's uh, unfortunately a lot of reasons why a lot of uh, moments in life when people unfortunately commit suicide or oftentimes like, you know, uh, you know, a college age, children, kids, because they're struggling so much with what they're going to do with their lives, and sometimes they just can't deal with it. It's a very, it's a difficult time in life for a lot of people. People have well, to, you know, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. our education at this point does not have programs on how to process internally how to get in touch with our thoughts and feelings, how to be resilient in mm. a view mm. of disappointment. I mean, yeah. what Paul, what you were referring to regarding me was my ex-husband wanting a divorce, and I could, did go through a very, very tough time. And my ma- greatest revenge was to be happy. <laughs> All right. And so, like you say, getting over disappointment, we can take the high road. Sometimes we really want to get back at the person or get them to learn what they've done to us, but it doesn't do a bit of good. But it's not about that, really. You may think it's about that, but it wasn't really about that. It was about you. It had nothing to do with him, right? Right. When all was said and done. It was about me. If I'm really honest about the divorce, although he's the one who asked for it, five years earlier, I was the one who was realized I was terribly unhappy, but I didn't mm-hmm. have the courage to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. <laughs> so it is delving deeper to see what our thoughts are that created this. 
so so here's the thing though with with people and I see it a lot and uh you know I've had my challenges in certain areas I still do but somehow in this area I was okay and that is you know having believing in myself and I think a lot of people have that have a problem with that they worry too much about what other people think of them and that's that's very bad because Unfortunately, people don't think of you. <laughs> they think of themselves. <laughs> they don't have the time today. To no, they don't think of you. And it's amazing how people worry about what other people think about them. They don't think about you. Forget about it. You think about you. So you have to well, impress that's, yourself. Well, that's exactly right. I, I have deve- I've developed ten principles, and one of them is what other people think of me is none of my business. But what I think of me is my business. Is everything. And and the funny thing is, when you think more of yourself, magically other people think more of you as well. It's just like magic, you know? It just seems well, to happen. Well, you know, that's that what I call the cosmic mirror, that everybody yeah. is a reflection of ourselves. Sure. But, you, but when you like yourself better, you just shine more. You you exude that com- people pick that up. It's so obvious. You can't hide that insecurity, that you know, that negative feeling. Very hard to do it. So you know, naturally, people are going to be more attracted, you know, to you as a as an individual. And uh, so, but but it's really just it's really it's really just for you. But here's the thing, though, and you know, unfortunately, I hear bad stories about college and and you know uh, helicopter parents and and kids that are treated like snowflakes in college that nobody wants to get their feelings hurt look i don't like hurting people's feelings and i don't want my feelings hurt but you know life isn't that simple <laughs> unfortunately you know it's just not the way life is so you know we have to struggle in life because when you struggle for something and attain it, as you very well know, and I know myself, I struggled to get through college, and but the payoff was fantastic. You know, it was worth all the struggle and hard work. And anything we do in my business life is the same thing. When you struggle to to get into a profession and and find, you know, you've done it successfully, there's no greater feeling in the world. And uh, so it's important to work at what you want and respect yourself. And, uh, you know, like when people get into college, they say, I don't know what I want to do. And I had this, uh, people have told me this, but most people do know what they want to do. They're just afraid to do it. Or they've been talked out of it by someone. Or, or they were told or have this idea that that's not the thing to do. Or people like us don't do those kinds of professions or whatever it might be and if you trust yourself you have to find you you know uh follow your bliss as uh joseph campbell joseph always campbell, said right. yeah follow your bliss and you know no one's going to understand your parents are going to understand your friends aren't going to understand no one's going to understand but you have to understand yourself and you have to follow you have to have the courage to be who you are and to and to do the things you really enjoy. And you know it's it's a and you don't even have to you don't even have to know how it where it's gonna end. You just take the next step and magically after you know, you climb that mountain, you see 
into the next valley and so on. And it's just often, you know, sometimes you could see the whole plan, but sometimes you just could see each step as they come up. And you have to trust your, uh, what they call your gut feeling or your intuition, that little voice inside, because it's there to help. You know, it's not a coincidence. Uh, It's important to do that. Got it. You know, in the book, The Good Earth, I believe the subtitle is something like Finding Your Purpose. Eckhart actually doesn't talk about finding your purpose. He talks about what you need to let go of, and then your purpose will actually find you. That's one of my terms. When you let go, you see, because a lot of people don't know what they love to do. They don't know what their bliss is because they're so tight and constricted and worried and um, belabored with suffering that they don't know what it is. So they have to really work on letting go of the obstacles. And the obstacles, I keep going back to the same thing as when we get tight, fears, doubts, guilt, shame, Mm -hmm. um, misbelief. Uh, you mentioned before when you talked about uh, the Christian era and Jesus, in Kabbalah, right. the tree of life has the spiritual attributes, which is yeah, love, stability, gratefulness, faith, compassion, mm-hmm. awe, uh, loving kindness, mm-hmm. um, having a vision, and then being open to receive, and then oneness. And when we develop these spiritual attributes, we actually open to what I call our own umbilical cord, our own energy, without the influences of our parents, of our teachers, of our ancestors, of people and societal things. And that's when we become our own person. And I truly believe that the lessons are showing us how to become our own person, just as Mm -hmm. you said. And then start asking, who am I? And to me, that means, who am I in relationship to the divine? You know, like uh, Pierre uh, Tilhard Chardin said, we are not human beings having spiritual experiences. We are spiritual beings having human experiences. And it's learning what our relationship is with the divine. And then asking, why am I here? And the why am I here is how can I truly open to receive love and radiate it out? And what is my purpose is what is it that I truly love to do that helps me feel worthwhile and how can I fulfill it is determining how you like to work the way you like to work the people you like to work with and starting to take action on it and so uh, in a way it's opening to your own higher self and learning how to receive that divine love Wisdom and inspiration; mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are the but lessons it, we're here to learn. Yeah. It, it's and really even about, you know, with this, 
So even with the light purpose thing, you know, uh, oftentimes something like that sounds kind of awesome and, and uh, you know, uh, kind of difficult to think about. But I'm just saying people don't have to even find their total life purpose right from the beginning. Just do what you like to do and once you follow that road, you'll you may very you'll find it. You know what I'm saying? If you like, you said if you, you know open up you and like relax. But they don't, you know, do 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 what they like to do. You know, do the kinds of work, study the kinds of uh, subjects that are interesting to them, without asking other people. You know, it's all inside of us. We don't have to ask anyone else. And, uh, you know, Wayne Dyer talked about that a lot in his first book, um, um, Your Erroneous Zones. And I remember right. reading it in the 70s. And, I, you know, I didn't know very much of what I'm talking about right now. I was quite confused back then uh, myself and uh, looking, searching for answers. And, uh, you know, when I read his book, I thought it was a marvelous book first three books in fact and in the book he said you don't need anyone else's opinion <laughs> you could just trust yourself because if you listen to that inner voice you could trust yourself and do what you know you you know you like to do and it might become your life purpose or eventually that might become clear but it's important to follow that the only reason I'm saying this is people shouldn't get overawed by it, you know, and say, well, you, know, you know, it sounds know, very a question, serious for right purpose. People, yeah. A question I ask yeah. people to simplify the whole process, although yes. I do have exactly. like a 10-page handout to try to come up with these answers as to mm -hmm. what you like to do. Uh, mm -hmm. And if anybody's interested, they can email me and just put career packet okay. in the subject line. Wow. But Excellent. a very simplified thing is, that I ask people is, what do you think people need that you can offer? Mm -hmm. Good. And they come up with maybe one word, two words, like hope. I can help people open to prosperity and empowerment or okay. joy. And the reality okay. is, if that's what you think that's what people need, then that's actually what you need to learn first in order to be able to teach others. Okay. I'm gonna put you I'm gonna put you on the spot now a little. But I know you okay. can do it. <laughs> this is nothing new, Paul. Okay. <laughs> uh so I'm 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 the person seeking these answers, right? right? And I come to you and I say to tell you the truth, Penny, I just care about making money. That's what makes right. you feel good. Then what do you say? Okay. So I would suggest taking some classes. If if you don't have a business degree, take some classes in business or in finance. Maybe no, no, no. I mean, I'm learn. working already. I'm I'm working already. I'm earning money, but that's all okay. I care about. So if you want to make money, how can you use it to help others? It depends on how you view money. 
if it's just in terms of greediness and just for yourself, yes. Yes, then that's, that's not learning a lesson. However, well, you can use it to educate yourself more. You can use it as a philanthropist and share with well, others. And, and What if I generous. don't care about that? I just want to make as much money as I can. Okay, okay here's my that. dilemma. Here's, okay. Hold on, hold on. Here's my dilemma. I mean, as far as I look inside, I want to make as much money as I can to impress as many people as possible. It makes me feel good, but somehow, you know, there's something ain't working. There's something missing, or, you know, it doesn't. I but that's have all a lot I, of that. I actually have a lot of wealthy clients. I figured you did. <laughs> who don't feel joyful inside. There you go. So okay. what do I do? And what do you do? Kill yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a very big thing because of course. they've pushed so hard to become successful and make money that they've closed their hearts. And so what they have to do is learn how to overcome all these negative messages or negative thoughts or self-defeating beliefs and open to feeling worthy of receiving the success that they have, open to that love, and that's a real process. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, you can get become successful through force, or you can do it through flow, which to me is what, to answer, you know, life lessons to me are about repairing our souls which comes with connecting with the divine and actually allowing divine light, love, and personal creativity to flow through us. Mm -hmm. So in essence, it's learning how to receive love, inspiration, Mm -hmm. and pleasure, and to contribute to life. And so even if somebody is making a lot of money, they can still learn how to open their hearts and receive love. And then they will probably behave in a little different way. And my hunches, they'll make a lot more money. Nothing well, regardless with, if they, not, yeah, I'm I mean, sorry, regardless if they not. make more money or not, I mean, everybody, especially people who have already become a success in a certain area of life like business, you know, feel they want to they want to aspire to something higher, and something they want higher. to feel well, like they'll they're, certainly they're, feel happier, you know. more joy. You know, yeah. and it doesn't mean they can't make money. I actually did have no, somebody who was extremely successful, and he said, "But you know, I really want to do something with more meaning." But I don't know if I'm ready to give up the materialism. And I said, why well, give it up? He'd have to give all why? his money away. He could just, he could why, he, why reset the life. You, you know, still have the money, but use it the right way. Be right. generous. Offer charity. Open a f- philanthropy. Do philanthropy work. Um, educate yourself more on what you love to do. So, you know, that's like I often give the anecdote of who's more important to society, a monk who lives off the land and offers extra produce to his neighbors or a big 
Fortune 500 executive living in a penthouse apartment making millions mm-hmm. giving charity, mm-hmm. supporting people who work for him. Well, they both do different things, but if they're helping people, helping people, as far as I Exactly. So one isn't necessarily more important no. than another. My hunch is the man who's a Fortune 500 executive could actually even do more good if he's using the money to help others in some way. So living a purpose does not mean we we don't make money. As a matter of fact, abundance and pleasure is the end result of living spiritually. And if we're not abundant, it means we're holding back God's gifts. Okay. So since we're just, you know, getting towards the end of the show, uh, why don't you uh, kind of summarize, you know. When well, I, kind th- of, I think uh, I'll basically repeat up, what I said a few minutes ago, that the life yeah, sure. lesson are about repairing our souls, connecting with the divine, and allowing divine light, love, and personal creativity to flow through us. Mm -hmm. And that's when we can radiate that love out to others. Mm -hmm. And it it does come with learning how to, uh, figuring out who we are, why we are here, what our purpose is, and how... Mm -hmm we can fulfill it. Mm-hmm. I'll just uh, say, uh, you know, I, I like little phrases because they're easy to remember, like follow your bliss. You know, it, it's most imp- Let's Let's put it this way. The, st- the way to start anything like this is to learn to love yourself. You know, it's like the little sign when you're on a plane. It says, put your mask on first and then help other people. Because, you know, if you're not viable, it's awfully difficult to help others. So I believe in starting with loving yourself. And it's much, much easier to love other people (laughs) when you love yourself. And um, you go from there, you know. Trust yourself. Trust your own feelings. And... uh, you know, it, it, it's that simple. Things things just fall into place. Well, thank you, Penny Cohn. Uh, Penny, uh, you want to tell people uh, how they can get in touch with you and anything that's coming up uh, uh, the rest of the year for you? Okay. Well, as I said, if anybody wants that career packet, they can email me at penny at pennycohen.com. And my website is pennycohen.com. And I, my phone number is 914-764-1708. And I will be starting new workshops in September. So please stay tuned. Excellent. And again, if anyone wants to find out more about what I'm doing, uh, in fact, I'm starting a new project. I just... Came up with it uh, the other day at depressivesanonymous.org. That's depressivesanonymous.org. It's not there yet, 
but I'm going to be going around asking people to contribute their stories about depression. And I'm going to have, come up with a list of questions and asking people to contribute so I could find the thread that goes through all of these and use it to further understand and help people who are suffering from this terrible uh, malady that's uh, pervasive in the world. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for Penny, again, for being my guest. My pleasure. And uh, we're going to go out this time to Freight Train Freddy. Bye. He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Everybody was his friend and they all helped him to the end To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect and was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy the little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy. Bye, everyone.